everybody and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast coming to you directly after our 3-1 win in Portugal tonight. Um, joining me on the panel tonight, I have Jay Reid and Andy Bell, both in Liverpool, and we're going to discuss this win. We didn't cover the Wolves game, but to be honest, it seems like an age ago and what's on the horizon seems That's much because more... it was an age ago, it was about four months ago we played Wolves, Dave. Sorry, I, I've got this habit of calling Wolves <laughs> Watford. Sorry, sorry. And, and I was, was vice against this in pre-pod as well. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm not editing. It begins with W, that team begins with W that we beat. It was so uneventful. 2-0. Uh, we're, we're going to bypass that and talk about the game tonight. Andy, since you're bouncing and ready for it. Uh, I don't know. I, I, we got there... Two great goals, got the half time, and the wheels fell off the wagon. I was sitting thinking, oh, a 4 0 here, back to Anfield, no problem. You know, put out the second team. But they proved to be a little bit more. That's Europe, that's the quarterfinals of, of, of the European Cup. There's no, there's no, there's no doozies here. But, uh, you know, we, 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 we can be forgiven for, for looking at a 4 0 at half time. And then. What happened, happened. And there was times it was very uncharacteristic. There was a moment where Virgil van Dijk, would you put the real one back? What the fuck is this? Canadi had his brain fart. I think that's the best way of describing it. But but had been fucking superb and put us in front. Up until, it was it was a parody of a game, that. Uh, yeah, I think first half, Liverpool are, are really, really good, actually. You know, we are happy to really sort of engage in the midfield and make it a bit of a scrap in there and really go toe-to-toe with them because Benfica pretty much do the same thing. And them going into this game against, if not the best team in Europe, the second best team in Europe, they're thinking 180 minutes, how on earth are we ever going to come through this? I mean, goodness me, they're nearly 20 points off Porto in the in the Portuguese league. And I think we beat Porto 7-1 over the two games. So from their perspective, they're always going to come out and have a, big sort of first 45, 60 minutes tonight and see what they can get and see if they can use the crowd to their advantage because if they don't get that, then, you know, they've, they've absolutely no chance and less less than no chance compared to what they, they had already. So they come out and, and they're happy to sort of leave our attackers 3v3 against them. We're happy to leave our defenders 3v3 against their attackers and inevitably the former is going to bear more fruition and, and that, that's what happens. It will press really well, uh, attack really well first half. You can see they're constantly trying that switch of play. Um, Van Dijk has one, Thiago has one, which doesn't work, but you can see that they thought we'd get the spaces in there. Um, Salah's touch is slightly off. He misses a couple of chances, but yeah, Liverpool are full value for 2-0 at half time. Um, and you're right, Benfica do have a decent second half and there have been you know, little 45-minute periods and even full games in, in recent weeks where we have been quite difficult to watch. But although Benfica have a couple of chances tonight, I don't think Alisson made any particularly amazing saves. You know, they get their goal. And as you said, it's a brain fart, but it's a mistake. And barring mistakes or moments of absolute magic, Liverpool aren't even really conceding that many big chances, never mind goals when they're when they're having to suffer in games. And that's an amazing trait going into this run-in because we're not going to play well for 90 minutes every single week and every single midweek. We're going to have to suffer and you need to learn how to get through those periods where you suffer and still win the games. Um, and if ever there was a time to throw in a, a stinker of a 30, 35 minutes, it was probably just after half time, and then the Diaz goal just wraps it off. And I don't think I'm being too overconfident in saying probably wraps up the tie. 
No, I, I, I don't. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm disappointed at 3-1. That tells you everything you need to know. You know what I mean? There were some great chances that first half that were, you know, that, that went up egg. And, and, you know, we, we were good that first half, Jay. But as Andy said, and he's alluded to, and it's a really good point that he makes, you know, if we're ever, I'd rather have those bad 35 minutes there than, than have them at the weekend. We can't afford them at the weekend, the, the, the way I see it. But the Diaz goal, it was clear. This kid was up for it tonight, um, and it was clear they were up for getting him as well. Um, the Benfica players, they gave him a, gave him a t- tough enough time there in the first half, but he, uh, by the end, it was him that, that that was smiling. You know what I mean? And uh, it was it was, it was a, a real, real determination about him tonight. I think. I think the script was already written before the game that he was going to score. Um, obviously, didn't barely play at the weekend. But didn't play at the weekend, did he? Um, you know, he, he probably won't be starting on Sunday against City. He will be in some people's heads, but I think we all know, we'll get to it later, what clock we'll probably go with. Um, but yeah, like ex-Portal player going back to Benfica, you know, the the stars were all aligned for them to put in a performance night, a goal and an assist, and he looked a threat pretty much throughout. So he, there was a couple of moments where, you know, the ball got stuck under his feet, but he's trying stuff, and if it doesn't come off, at least he... He continues to carry on running and, and hunt the ball down. And just on the game itself, I thought it was very typical of the Inter Milan performance, where you know we we dominated comfortably and, and kept Inter Milan at arm's length like we did with Benfica. But we had a wobbly patch in the second half, and then 60 minutes come, Klopp makes three changes because you know the luxury that we have in the Champions League of five changes and completely shut the game down. Um, Benfica didn't have a chance. They didn't have a shot on goal. Didn't have an attempt. After we brought them subs on, like we completely nullified the game, took control, and that's what we done in Inter Milan. Um, you know, like, it is cliche that you know the European experience, but that was only their eighth time they've played in a knockout tie since the Champions League's been formed in the mid nineties. You know, we've played it every year for the last few years, so you know it does count for something and. Klopp's learning and he's playing the subs game very well. He's an advocate for it, but he is really using it to his advantage. Well, it doesn't have help the quality that have come on off the bench at the minute. Like, you know, I was watching it, it certainly thing. helps, doesn't it? <laughs> I was watching the thing today, like, you, you know, we're in the, we're tip top health going into the quarterfinals of, of, of the, the, the European Cup. Like, it's with, with everyone to choose from. So, one m- must assume that, that, that you know, we're. What we're seeing starting is pretty much his his ideal of first team. Um, Andy, a bit of a difference in the midfield tonight. The first time we've ever seen that midfield of Fabinho, Thiago and Naby. What was your take on them? Uh, Naby was good first half, but I think he faded badly. You know, Fab, Monsev, just a solid Fabinho. Thiago was, you know, at times you watch Thiago and it's like poetry in motion. The next minute he's just fucking giving the ball up stupid, you know what I mean? But you know, world class, nevertheless. Yeah, I didn't think. I think Thiago was probably the worst of the three tonight. I think the other two quite uh, play quite well. With Fabinho, it's easy to have a little bit of a narrative around his performance, and if you're not a Fabinho fan, which I, I don't think any Liverpool fans aren't Fabinho fans, but say somebody who has an agenda against him, if you want to pick out mistakes or times where he looks ragged, you'll you'll be able to find him in every game because he embodies everything that this Liverpool team is in the sense that it's high risk, high reward. We see it with a high line. You know, we give up a couple of chances. Um, we always are going to, but the fact that we have those players ready and those 
attacking positions ready to break is worth more goals to us than it's going to cost us over the season. And Fabinho's the same. I mean, you compare him to, I think, probably the polar opposite of a defence midfielder in Rodri playing for Man City, who, don't get me wrong, does his job to a T, but it's it's very sort of mathematical and geometrical and he's pretty much just a robot, isn't he? There's a right thing to do every time and he just performs his role for the team. With Fabinho, it's it's a bit crash and, and, and bang and wallop and hammer into tackles and you know, um at times he's gonna be a little bit off it and he's gonna he's gonna kick the man instead and he'll pick up a yellow card in a lot of games. But ultimately when he does nick the ball and he does nick in, we're on the attack straight away and with five players in front of him. And you see that in the first half performance tonight where I think Fabinho plays well. And you're right on Naby as well. I was quite surprised to see him play, but I think he does like him away from home in Europe. It's, it's a couple of times he's played it this season. Obviously, famously, he does it in Barcelona um, and, and, and in Madrid uh, last season during the pandemic where he takes him off before half time. But he trusts him in those in those big away games. Has a big game in Atletico Madrid earlier this season as well. So I think ultimately on on Sunday, as I think we're going to come on to talk about, I think as as was Jay was talking about in the in the group chat as well, is that the change to the midfield on Saturday probably will or on Sunday probably will be Henderson for Keita. I would personally be in favour of that. I know I know Jay probably wouldn't be, but I think as good as a, a first half as Naby has, I think Henderson comes on and steadies it quite well, and we needed Henderson to do well. Um, and then Naby comes into it a little bit more again once Henderson comes on, and uh, obviously it's it's deflected, but it's a it's a Naby ball, isn't it, for the Diaz goal? So you kind of get the best of both worlds there with the two of them, and uh, and yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be too worried about Thiago's performance. You know what I mean? I think just he, he's so much quality that he's he's going to try the ridiculous passes, and it's, it's going to be some games where those four or five audacious passy tries don't come off i think you see the opposite of it on saturday where there's just some some breathtaking uh, physically impossible almost it seemed in the crowd uh, passes he was playing tonight they don't come off but if he's if he's saving them all up for the weekend then i'll not complain no and and, and there's a part of me seems to think that there's there, there is something being saved for this weekend i wonder why uh jay look how do you feel you know obviously you'll be at the at the, at the return leg there um in anfield do you think we're we're home and dry? You know, like really three one. Have we got enough to, to to allow us to rest major players? I suppose that's the question. Really, I'm asking. Um, now more than what we did have five six minutes ago in the game before Diaz scored. Um, I think that just you could see on their faces it, it, it proper body blowed them. Um, and I think even for those. Out on the rubbish that Steve McManaman comes out with, he was spot on and say like you know if they would have went to Anfield with two one, there's a big chance there you know if you get a goal and you know or if you if you don't get a goal and you hold the Anfield crowd to a nil nil until like half hours so if 45 60 minutes go and then there's half an hour left on the clock and you get a goal and then it starts to get panicky, you know who knows but you know you can't really see them coming to Anfield and and turning a two-goal deficit around and not seeing us not scored like the way they played tonight they're, they're going to give you chances they're, they're going to do what into Milan done they're going to come and you know probably have a go um, and I hate to harp back to the Inter Milan game again but it, it is a very similar situation you know it's a two-goal advantage um, but Inter Milan were a lot more organised at the back um, and we were a bit sloppy today at the top end of the pitch there was a few moments where we could have capitalised much more so 
given what's on the horizon either side of the Benfica game now with the, the City League game, City semi-final, um, it's an ideal opportunity for us to to rotate a few players, um, rest a couple, arguably put some players on the bench with you know a, a thought in the mind of you know you, you're not guaranteed a starting place in this team because we've got a huge quality squad now. Um, and on the flip side of it, you know, like with an eye on City, um, they've only won one nil tonight, so they've got a, a tough game wedged in between those two games with us. So, you know, it might be a small advantage, but I think I said on the podcast after Inter Milan that it was vital we went to Benfica or when the draw was made, sorry. Um, we went to Benfica and got a decent result because it could be huge that we, we had that advantage to rest and rotate players next week. No, absolutely. And, and we're, we're just spoiled at this moment in time, Andy. That's, that's the problem. We're just spoiled with the football. We're complaining, oh, 3-1 might not be enough. <laughs> uh, a quarterfinal of a European Cup. What a time to be alive. But listen, what a time to be alive. We've waited for this one, so let's talk about it. The weekend. Um, I'm feeling rather buoyant about it. Uh, I don't think we'll lose, is my, is, is my opinion on this. But there's a lot to consider before the result, Andy. Um and I suppose to start off, based off what we've seen tonight, what do you think we are going to need to prevail at the Etihad team-wise? Um, and what do you expect? Uh, yeah, it's, it's... You can't... I, I wouldn't be doing it justice to tramp it into words. Just it's huge. Like, it's fucking huge. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's... it's and I, I think as well, just to touch on what you were talking about there, you know, how spoiled we are and how we're talking about, about wins against Benfica. And I suppose one of the, if, if you can call it a downside to this absolutely dominant and amazing Liverpool team we've seen under Jurgen Klopp, it's that wins like this just are, are just normal now. They're just, they're just to be expected. And if you don't win games like this, you've messed up so drastically. And um, I suppose, you know, when you're fighting for fifth and sixth and maybe just trying to get in the top four, uh, every win feels amazing. But also you have to contend with being rubbish every week and yeah you know, so I'd much, I'd much rather this over anything that that had come before but games like this against Man City are then just that that absolutely huge game and and uh, what you can really get excited for like you always would have done it's it's absolutely massive and we couldn't have asked for it to be set up any better I mean we're we're pretty much have we got a fully fit squad I can't think of anyone who is um injured at the we moment. have a clean bill of health at this moment clean bill of health yeah it's, which we had a couple weeks ago it's unbelievable <laughs> in, yeah in it's it, it's so well set up for us and you know like, well, <laughs> clean bill of health um notwithstanding how Fabinho's knees are after that dreadful knee slide tonight but <laughs> well assuming he's all right I'd be more worried about his head he was on the ground longer for that yeah so so let's see and I, I assume he's going to be fine but I mean there's that but there's also the fact that you know the draw has been very kind to us and hasn't been very kind to Man City for once in their entire existence you know I haven't seen the game tonight but I assume they've had an absolute dog of one against Atletico Madrid they've won 1-0 which I think they'd have all taken probably before the game, but they still have to go there next Tuesday night, I assume it is, and and go and get at least a point. And we all know how difficult it is to go there and and do that. Um, so that'll be on their minds because because Pep Guardiola ultimately it's, he's gone nearly well he's gone over ten years now without a, a Champions League, where for most of those ten years he's managed the squad with the most money and the most superstars and the best players. So there'll be pressure on him. 
and um, not that I expect them to, to rest any players or anything like that. It's just it's just a sense that you know we've pretty much parked that now, and none of the players or manager are going to come out and say that, but the game is probably one I would say at this point. Um, and we can really put everything into these two Man City games as a block now, the the FA Cup game uh, uh, on Sunday week, and the and the game here on, on Sunday coming up. Like it's 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 massive and. Yeah, I'm I'm confident. What what do we need to do to win? And I do think we do need to win this. Actually, I wouldn't like to. You know, obviously, it's it's whatever you do, don't lose because if they go four points clear, then that does make it extremely difficult for us. But I think even at one point, and albeit they don't have the players they did a couple of years ago when they went in that mad run, but you know I do have stuck in the back of my head where we won pretty much every game. I think they won their last thirteen, and we just no way of overtaking them. So I would just like to. To get ahead of them this weekend, and I, I'm actually quite confident that we are going to go there and do it. And what do we need to do? I think we need to go massively, massively just uh, high risk, as as we always do. Get that high line up there, get pressure on them because you know we need them to panic. We can't let them play the game on their terms like they do on uh, when they come to Anfield earlier on in I think September or October. We can't let them do that. We need to make them, you know. But we've evolved a great bit from that, Andy. Like you know, that wasn't our greatest form, but you, you know, our, the greatest carnation of Liverpool this season, especially at that time, it, we weren't fantastic. Definitely, and uh, I think Curtis Jones plays that day. And as much as I like Curtis, and I think he's had some good games this season, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see him playing against Man City because uh, I, I think he just showed himself physically not to be, to be up to it at that time. Um, Trent's obviously out that day as well, isn't he? Um, I don't think Jota plays. So, you know, there's a lot of players we didn't have that day. And we still come away with a 2-2. And as a deflected equaliser for them, you know, we're probably good enough to win that day on, on another day. So, yeah, I think we just need to go very risky and, and, and just go and try and make them panic and try and make them panic on the ball and press them and hammer in. And when we win the ball, have four or five players in those attacking positions, we're ready to to, to make them panic because there's... If you want to play it in City's terms, let them control it and let them dictate it and let them dominate it. Um, if you want to interrupt that, then then do what we did first half tonight. And it's going to be more difficult against them, but you know, I, I think that's the only way that people can go there on Sunday. Um, Jay, for you, are you up for this blitzing off them? I I, th- I think that both these teams have been chomping a bit to be let off at this one. You know, I think that's what's so exciting about it. You know, you, you've seen the interviews leading up to it. And, you know, it's been weeks away, but that's that's been looming on the horizon. You know, this has come up, as as Andy said, it's perfectly said. You couldn't you couldn't have written this better. Well, you could have the last day of the season, but, like, could, could, could our nerves have held out to that? I don't think so. This is, this is probably about as long as you could, you could have got it to hold out. Um, I don't totally subscribe to what he said. I want the win, absolutely, but I don't think the draw is the end of the world because I think that we have momentum. And that's my honest belief. I think we have the momentum at the moment. If we get the lead, I don't think we'll lose it. But at the same time, if we've got a draw, I think they're likely to likely to blink before we do. Yeah, I, I subscribe to that. I think it's a do-not-lose game more than a must-win. Um, just as, as you say, that. They they don't like pressure. Um, we've seen it. There's enough evidence there. Um, we thrive under pressure. We we enjoy the fact that we can play every three or four days. That's how how we get into Klopp's favourite way, the rhythm. It's how we operate. Um, and we've finally got a squad big enough to be able to handle it. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed if we got there and come away with a draw. But I think what we've got at our disposal and 
they have got fragilities. Um, even tonight, like they played off Lesko Madrid, and there's no Ruben Diaz in the squad now. Whether he gets one of these medical injections over the next five days and suddenly rolls out on Sunday, but even if he does, he, he's not going to be 100% fit. He's not played for four or five weeks, so you know it wouldn't be beyond the realms of Pep to think he's a tactical master and throw him in. And you know the, the pace and movement we've got up top, it will will injure him again. It's going to happen. Um, just on on what Andy was saying before, they they go to Madrid next Wednesday because um, they play the same night as we do. Um, so the window between our games is the longer one, and the games tomorrow is the shorter one. Um, so yeah, so we play them on Sunday, then they've got to go to Madrid next Wednesday night, and then there's obviously the the turn and half for the semi final. So they are going to be hard pressed in terms of the limitations of their squad, and as much as people say they've got a great squad, they've probably got a great 15, 16, but you look onto their bench and it's weak. Right? They have one or two game changers where we've arguably got four or five now or more. Um, but I think there was a clip going round yesterday. It was from 2017 when we beat them 3-1 at Anfield in the Champions League and we blitzed them in the first half hour, three goals. That's what we need to do again. We just need to go at them because they will panic. They probably will get a goal back because they are that good, technically. But if you put them under pressure, if there is no Diaz at the back or there's a half fit Diaz, you've got to capitalise on it. And we've got enough pace, power, movement, ability in whoever we start up top to cause them enough problems. And I think if we do get a couple of goals to the good, you know, Massive will be back in the weekend as, as good as Kanate was tonight. There was that little error of judgment. You don't really get that with Massive, just purely down to experience. Um, I can't see us, you know, giving sloppy goals away. It will take something magic. They can do it, but we'll only beat ourselves. And it's not the end of the world if we come away from there with a draw. So that, that's how I see it. We just can't afford to lose. And then the battle continues for the last, what, seven, six games or whatever it is. But I think they will blink before we do, as you said. No, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced. Of it. Andy, I don't know if you've you've noticed Pep in the media this week. And, I'm, and one can't help but think, as good as, like, let's not take anything away from the man. He's, he's uh, in football coaching terms, he, he's a legend. You know what I mean? He, he's, he's developed a style of play. It's been copied. It's been revered. But if there's a weakness with the man... It seems to be that we're in this head, and uh, well, there's two things that seem to to tax to tax him greatly: Liverpool and the Champions League. Where his usual perfection, in the search of it, he tends to overthink things. And the minute he starts talking about Liverpool, he becomes this real tetchy, nervous animal. I I I love it, but I always feel that when we play him, that there's a chance that he could shoot himself in the foot by over overthinking it. Massively, he does it in the Champions League final last season, doesn't he? he? He plays an absolutely mad team. It doesn't work for him. I was even surprised tonight that he, I think, he, does he end up playing Aki at left back tonight? There's certainly Aki, Stones, and Laporte all in the team. It could be, it could be Laporte at left back, but certainly doing doing things very differently to, to what he would normally do. Um, I haven't seen the performance. Obviously, he gets the win, so he may be vindicated in doing it. But yeah, you're right. He can't overthink, and he can be a little bit too clever for his own good in, in certain games like this. And I think that that lonely play into our hands as well. He is he, he, the the whole team have Liverpool. I hate the the phrase. It's a little bit football Twitter, but rent free in their head is is genuinely 
how I feel we are with them. You see it with, I think the clip goes quite viral on Liverpool's Twitter. Um, Liverpool supporters Twitter the other week where Bernardo Silva isn't asked is asked a question about a, a completely separate football game and ends up talking for 30, 40 seconds about Liverpool and how they're in a better position than Liverpool and how Liverpool would love to be in their position. And you just don't see that with our lads. And I know that might not be necessarily an insight into mentality of, you know, our lads are trained not to talk about Man City, not to talk about the title race, but even the fact that, that he's coming out and doing that and, you know, you see, obviously, that's a while ago now, but Pep in that Amazon documentary where he's he's half time in another game and he's talking to his analysts about Liverpool's front three and how he's going to deal with them. The, at the end of the day, the expectation is massively on Man City and always has been and always will be. The expectation is that they win on Sunday, win in the FA Cup and go on to win the Champions League because the amount of money they've spent on their squad, the players they have and the manager that they have, that's what they should be doing. All the pressure's on them, absolutely none of it's on us. Um, and that massively plays into to, to our hands as well because you know, Liverpool have always been underdogs in this. Liverpool have never been the biggest spending team in the league. Um, and Liverpool have always, you know, come up against the superstars and stuck it to them and rather than, you know, buying them all themselves. And I know we spent a fair bit of money recently. We spent fifty million. In the modern era so. you're talking about you're you're, you're forgetting about whenever Littlewoods Pools owned us and we bought all the good players, you know, back well, in the yeah. back in the day. But certainly in the modern era you have a point. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. But uh, yeah, they're they're massively panicking about us, and that that's why I feel like we do have to to get the win because I think right now, as you as you guys have, have all said, we do have the momentum. They've slipped up recently, and you know we're on this mad uh, run of wins in the Premier League. It wasn't that long ago they were 14 points ahead of us. I think to be fair, haven't played a couple of games more, but still, it's been an incredible turnaround from this team, um, and we're going up. I'll be. It's a momentum in terms of the points. We're not absolutely flying in every game, um, but we're getting the points and we're getting the wins every week, and and that's a great habit to get into. Um, and you know they're 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 picking up the draws here and there, and I've just slowly got us back into it. So I just feel like if if we don't if we don't get ahead of them now, then could they gain a little bit more momentum? We lose maybe a little bit, get a little bit sidetracked as well with other competitions. So I just feel you know. I, if there's a time that, that we're going to get above them, I think it is now. Um, I, I think we're actually, I'm, I'm relatively confident we're going to go there and do something and, and get a win. I really am. Um, you know, I, I can just, I've just got a feeling about it. And I'm not normally this optimistic about a game and certainly not a game against Man City because goodness me, they're, they're an amazing team. But it's just something in my veins thinks we're going to do it on Sunday. No, I agree with you, Andy. It's just, Andy, I, I, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just what I'm saying by way of determination. I have I haven't watched City so much. I've seen a couple of games. I normally switch it off whenever they go two up. But I watched them against Palace and I couldn't help but thinking against Palace that we will get our our share of opportunities against them and given the, the pace that, at which we attack which is not like anything else in the Premier League. You, you know, it, it it's almost like they're almost like PSG in the French League to, to, to many respects outside of Chelsea and ourselves this season. You, you, you know what I mean? And and that they haven't... We, we've had to battle for everything. We've had to battle from 14 points behind. Okay, with games in hand and everything. But you know what I mean? Every time that we win, something's about a battle. Every time City wins, something's about cruising to a title. You know, outside of the, the one-point win that they had over us. You know what I mean? And it's just for that... We seem to do battle an awful lot better than they do. And it's something I've been banging on for a couple of years. And, and again, that that really does sort of give me confidence. 
and they don't have that crowd either, Jay. You know what I mean? It's not like our boys are under the course there. No, I think what what it probably emanates back to really is they're a small club and we're a we're a giant. Like when teams play us, we're the we're the big big game in their season. Like with City, it's you know they've become this robotic machine where you know. Burnley at the weekend. Burnley normally roll over and get beat five 0 but for the sake of the goal difference, probably fourth. But over two 0 down at half time, that'll do us. We'll take that. But it's better than five that we normally get. Um, where against us, we we've got the historical name. We've always been the big draw attraction. So teams raise the game. You just look at the Nottingham Forest game a few weeks ago in the FA Cup. It was like their their cup final. Like even though it was what a quarter quarter final or yeah quarter final. Um, you know, they were happy just to go out at that stage because anything beyond was was more than, you know, winning the cup for them because um, it was Liverpool. So, you know, that plays into teams' mindsets and fans' mindsets. Like, City have came from nowhere, like PSG, like you say. They can fade as quick as they've grown. Um, all it takes is someone to pull the plug, like Chelsea. Um, so... Yeah, that that that's what I always think when you when you go into games that it's always a battle for us because teams will often raise the game and with City it's it's accepting defeat in half of the games that they play. Um, otherwise, like teams like Wolves, Southampton, Palace, teams who like to press, harass, use a bit of pace, which is what we've got, um, do cause them problems. I said it before, they, they don't like pressure um, as good as they are on, on the on the ball. Um, there is mistakes in them, and uh, Andy was right. Ake played left back tonight. I don't know if Kyle Walker's injured. Whether Andy can touch me up on that one, um, but can't say up. No, right no back. He, he normally plays left back. Um, sometimes Zinchenko plays there. But obviously, there's a lot going probably on in his head. But the changes they made tonight. Been, is he still playing football? Yeah, the changes they made tonight on on the on the night they took Gundogan. Uh, Sterling and I think it was Mares off. Yeah. And then he brought on Grealish, um, Jesus, and Foden. Foden. And then the there, there's the no bench. Walker on the bench, by the way. Um, there's nobody there. And they leave two, they leave two spaces free in the bench. So Walker must have been carrying some. Two keepers, two kids, Fernandinho and Zinchenko. That that's all they've got. Like as good as they are, you know, they've got options. They've not got a lot, do you know what I mean? And a couple of injuries, a couple of rough ones next week against Atletico Madrid going into the semi-final. Then, or you know, some might have come out of tonight with a few knocks and bruises. You just don't know. Like as I said before, the operation about fifteen, where we've got a we've got a full squad now, a fully fit. Well, poor Divock couldn't even get on the bench tonight. You know what I mean? That's how how strong we are. A Champions League hero himself couldn't even get a game. A legend, <laughs> a legend can't get um, on the bench. Jesus Christ. So, no, so, it is. You know, we're in, we're in good, we're in good, we're in good shape. I, you know, I, I the, the, more, the more you convince yourself, you know, I, a win is definitely, definitely there for us, more than enough. Um, but it's, it's a must not lose, as I said. Do, do you remember a few seasons back we used to talk about? You know, this Liverpool team isn't half gnarly enough. There's not enough gnarly players and whatnot. Well, do you know what City don't really have any? And we, I, I believe that we've developed quite a few. They don't have um, leaders. This is what they don't have. Well, well fair, but you, you know, you've, I'm talking about the, the likes of Andy Robertson. He'll just fucking go out of his way to wind you up, and he'll take delight in it. You know what I mean? And and Matip has a bit of that in him. Fabinho has a bit of that in him. Firmino Jota. has a bit. Diaz. Has a, 
Henderson yeah, Henderson oh, fuck Diaz. Yeah. Henderson, not Tiago. Like Henderson. <laughs> Tiago fucking has it. You know what I mean? So we've gone from this. We used to be too nice. We used to complain in these podcasts that we were far too nice as a team. We're not a nice team anymore. That experience of winning and so on has, has caused us to, to, to be a wee bit more gnarly. But I think we're, we're even more gnarly, Andy, than, than, than Man City. Definitely. And what I was saying earlier, briefly just to the point, I'll just expand on it now, is that what sticks in my head is obviously that season where they get, I think we get 97, they get 98, and they win something like their last 10 games. And But the thing everyone forgets about that is I suppose they, they had David Silva back then, they had Vincent Company back then, they had Sergio Aguero back then, all these leaders in their team who were able to be a presence in the dressing room, be an example on the pitch. I see City as a, a just a team of robots, and don't get me wrong, the you know that that probably is the best way Andy, of Andy, getting results. All lovely, foot, all lovely footballers. To, to use a day of Dunningism, they're all lovely footballers, but they're not gnarly. And and this is why that this is why I think we have to really get in their faces, and I think we really have to try and blitz them. We have to make them uncomfortable because if they settle into that robotic motion and. Um, let their players have time in the ball and pick passes and settle on the ball, then that's our best chance of winning. Whereas if we can somehow just make it awkward, somehow just disrupt their disrupt their rhythm, then you know all these lovely footballers all of a sudden have to dig in. And I don't know if they've got that in them. I think they did have that in them with, as I say, the likes of Company, the likes of David Silva, the likes of Aguero. You know, they all came to Man City, and some of them when they were fighting relegation, others when they were sort of a top four, top five team. They know, there were all players who knew how to to dig in and get results and played in Man City teams that that weren't the Pep Guardiola total football sort of tiki taka type thing with 90% possession. They all knew how to do that. This team, it's, this this City team, it, honestly, it, I, I keep saying it, it is a bunch of robots, and this is why they came to to Liverpool for the first time last season um, and took the piss. It's because. Well, mainly for me, there were no fans there. And when we were trying to press them, it was almost we were the ones with the fear. We were the ones that knew if they play through us here, then we're buggered. Whereas with 60,000 mental scousers screaming um, at the players, they're the ones with the fear. And if you put a robotic team in a robotic environment, then robots will thrive. It's as simple as that. Sunday is completely different to that. We can get in their faces. We can make them panic. Um, you know, We can create an atmosphere with the travelling fans. We can make their fans um, panic in terms of the expectation. We've got everything going for us, absolutely everything. Um, and that that's that's what you're saying there is exactly why I think we need to just get stuck in, make it dead awkward and kick them a bit, rile them up, um, make it a mad game. I think a mad game suits us. Everything really does. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, even take the Cottenberg and wind them up, you know, <laughs> albeit it was the fans, yeah. but that had them wind up before you start. It's a great um, example of it, Andy. So listen, we'll 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 wrap it up and and go for our our starting lineups because this could be a while. <laughs> uh, Jay, you you far away with what what if, you've got a complete like now think about this. You have a complete clean bill of health of players to choose from. Pick eleven. Um, are we going to go front to back all eleven, or do you want to do it in in stages? Because I'm happy to. To break this down in stages. Oh, then if you're happy to break down stages, who am I to stand in your way? Let's let's go in stages. Right. Well, we know who the goalkeeper is, right? I think we're yeah, all agreed the, on that. Yeah, and the back four will be the back four that we used to massive will come back in for Canate. You um, sure? Yes. So am I. Yeah, he will. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, and so then, let, let's be honest, the midfield isn't it, as well as Yara starts or not. That's really it. Well, actually, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Okay. Because Klopp's done this before, and he's gone there with four attackers. And I wouldn't be surprised if we go with a midfield two of Fabinho and Thiago and drop Firmino into the hole and play Jota, Mane and Salah. Why not it's Diaz then? Why not Diaz he's, then? Is it? He's, he's the wild card off the bench. See, I can see him as the wild card because I never haven't played against him before. He's he, he's he's new to them and well, I suppose both work really. Both. Work. I, I'm, I'm, he does play against them. He scores an amazing goal against them in the Champions League last year. Actually, yeah, he, he ran right across the pitch and slotted one. But I'm thinking more along the lines of you know the blitz mentality and you go and give them a hard 45 and you tell Bobby you go and give everything for 45 minutes and then we'll look at it in the second half. And because he he's got the capability of dropping into midfield, he does the hard work. And see, with, I with the two this, lads in there, I, su- they, I suggested that play with I suggested Bobby Firmino. I forget who was on the pod. I suggested that Bobby Firmino could, in effect, take a step back, you know, to a midfield role. And I was crucified for it this pod. So I'm like, well, well, it, a lot of their play. Clearly wasn't you. Clearly wasn't you, Jay. No, no. A lot of a lot of their play goes through Rodri. Like he's the metronome for them. Obviously, you've got Kevin De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva and all that going forward, but their out ball is always Rodri. And who have we got better than our teams? A hassle of player than Bobby Firmino. Picking someone off on the blind non, side, you won't like it. I just think if, if we are going to go there with the balls out and go blitz mentality, it's an option. It, it could it could be 4-3-3, it probably will be 4-3-3, but I wouldn't be adverse to throwing that out there and just going, hey, well, this is what we've got. And we've also got Diaz on the bench. We've also got a couple of options that we can change the shape in the side. That's what we've got. We know what you've got because you've only got 15 players. No, and you see, whenever you put it like that, Andy, that's hard to argue against. <laughs> it's, it's like common sense. Um, but whether whether he goes for that or not, whether, you know, it, it's like we, we're, we're always berating Pep's luck for changing things up and trying to be a cute hoor sort of thing. But... It's not really in Jurgen Klopp's mentality to do. I, I think I I honestly think that could be a stage we go to later on in the game or something. I, I, I like the way Jay presents it, but I don't think in reality it's what we'll see. I don't I don't think it is either. I, by the way, I love how Jay suggested that we do the team in stages and just rattled off his full of letters. Rattled through the whole thing. I got ahead of myself. Second eye, Jay. Well, it was obvious when I got to midfield. I've done like we've got Fabinho and Thiago. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, he, he does it last year. And it, it, to be fair, it does work. Um, I think we're really good in that game last year. Unlucky not to win it. Um, it's Fabinho and Henderson, I believe, start the game there. And we play with the front four. Um, but we don't really see it after that. And I'd be shocked if he, he just does it again at the Etihad. I don't think it's going to happen. It's it's in the pandemic as well, isn't it? Where you know, fans aren't, aren't... We all know that the football just wasn't football back then. So I don't you, know. Are you suggesting there's fans at the Etihad? Well, they well. I know this is the thing, but the, the other the other side of it is, you know, they. Do you remember that game where I suppose it beat us two one? It's only defeat of the season, and the, the fans sort of get up for it. Then the fans seem to get up for it a bit more. I think they see us as more of a rivalry than we see them on a like historical level. If that makes sense, you know, um, they're trying to catch up with us, whereas we're we're not just not really that arsed about them compared to like United and Everton 
and they obviously don't have the 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 rapport with Europe that we have. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like just you know it, it, it could be a little bit different this time round. But um, I would I would go for the four three three. I'd bring Henderson back in. I think he's going to be a big player for us both kind of off the ball in terms of the mentality of the team leading us out um, and on the ball as well. And you know if we're going to go for that blitz, which which I'm talking about there, then you, you want Henderson hammering into players. You want them using this energy and you know, giving us 60 minutes. And then you can bring a Naby kid on or a, or somebody else who can who can step up and make the difference or even go to the front four. I think you, your point, Jay, on, on Firmino and Rodri is a really good one, but I, I can just see Firmino doing that regardless of whether he's in the number nine or the number 10. So I don't think he's going to sacrifice that, um, you know, a, a, a formation change just for that reason, because I think Firmino is going to give you that anyway. And by the way, I think Firmino has been outstanding the last couple of games. I thought he was brilliant on Saturday. Agreed, yeah, he was. And he's um, he's he's hitting form at the right time. Um, you know, we're, we talk about Salah being a little bit worrying in terms of his form, but Firmino hitting forms a massive impact for us. Um, I would actually go with Diaz. I don't think he's going to do it because he gives him the ninety minutes tonight. Um, I would just like to see it in terms of you know how the game's going to play out. I think Diaz is probably the most Liverpool player out of the whole Liverpool team, which is mad because, you know, most of them have been there for four or five years and, and Diaz has only just come in. But in the way I can see that game playing out, I, I would love to see Diaz Diaz giving a run there. Um, I'd leave Jota on the bench. And yeah, I, I'd go Salah. Salah for Mino Diaz. But I think he'll go Salah for Mino Mane. Do you think tonight's selection played into his hands where Henderson... Jota were left on the bench, Thiago comes off, Mane and Salah comes off, and that's maybe an income. Yeah, it, it could well be. I, I do still think that in certain games of this season, Jay, like he's um, as good as, as Jota's been recently and as, as good as Diaz has been since he's come in. There have been certain big games, I think, recently where he's just gone with his tried and tested. And Salah and Firmino, you know, just just know how to play against them. We've had so much joy against them over the years, and um, more joy than what we should have on paper. I think you start with that, and I think as as you've both said, the players we have off the bench, Jota, Diaz, um, is a five sub thing. Is that in or is that no? Uh, it's next season. No, it's next season, right? So we can only use the three. But even then, you know, two of your subs there. If it's one all on on sixty five, then you've got the the two of the front three who you don't play, um, plus then whatever you want to do in you're, the, you're the, the other one. Yeah, with well, your midfielder, exactly. Or even a Divock if it if it requires it or you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, listen, you never know. Um so so yeah, so so that that's why I'd just go for that. And is that the um what is the big game they all start recently? Uh, is it enter away? I think he goes with his, his tried and tested front three and it, it works quite well. I, I think so, it will be the obvious, right? Henderson, Fabinho, yeah. Thiago, Mane, Fabinho, Firmino and Salah. I think it's it, it's it's, as you say, it's tried and tested, it's proven. But you'd love to see, you know, just something a little different because, you know, it, it puts two fingers up to Pep who thinks he's a mastermind and can do... I, I'd love things. to see Diaz having a run at them. I'd love to see Diaz having a run at them from the start. Just because, you know, they, they've never played him as a Liverpool player. And, you know, both of you made a point there about the fit. Like... You know, most Salah come in hit, hit the ground running, but this kid is, like, uh, th- there's something about him. There's definitely, definitely something about him. Um, and you just feel every time he gets the ball, he can do something. And at the moment, maybe with Sadio Mane, you don't feel that. Um, the other thing is, the, same though, way. The, the, the only other thing is, I suppose, Mane's given Walker a fair amount of problems over the years, historically. Exactly. How much Histor- that plays into it, I don't know. 
and, and this, this goes with, with Klopp and his loyalty to what he knows and what's got him to, to where he is. And, you know, you see, for that reason, that's why, you know, my front three are going to be our traditional front three. <laughs> you know, Sadio Mane, uh, Mo and Firmino, that, that, that's what I think we'll start with. But it's the, it's, I think the key to the whole thing is the midfield. And while I don't think Henderson's the man to be starting it, I understand why he'll start it. Um, and I think it's just Fabinho and Thiago. Um, but again, it doesn't really matter. Is, is there anything in there that will cause you concern? Because you know that there's a complete clean bill. A touch wood, fuck hell, nothing happens between now and then. Uh, but they'll hardly be training. But, you know, there's a clean bill of health here. Even with the subs, we should have enough here, surely. Just, just a sorry on uh, Kyle Walker. He was suspended um, tonight. That's why he wasn't in the squad because um, it was red card against Leipzig in the group stages. He got a free match ban, so we'll be back probably for the weekend. Um, you probably see can say I'll go left back. Tough game, but I think I, I think we take something from it. I think even if it's the draw, I think we take the momentum out of it. I think we just we, we go there with plenty of confidence and enough weapons in our armory because you know the way they're going to play. It's just going to be pass, 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 pass. They've probably got one pacey outlet in Mares, Um but if you keep him on on his off his left foot, then you you know what that's what he's going to do. Um, we will probably take our chances like we have done with the high line and you know. As much as people lament it, we catch people offside numerous times in the game. Like chances are made out like other teams are getting momentum and chances when they're offside. So yeah. not actually a chance at all. Yeah. Um it needs to be rubber stamped out the game that because one, it's given false hope and momentum to teams because any other time in the past the offside flat's gone up and the play's nullified before it's even got anywhere. And two, an injury is gonna happen soon enough where a player's gonna run back and tear his hamstring or Pull the calf muscle or something, and is that what it, is that what it's going to take for someone to get seriously injured? Um, before people, I think it, you know it, it, that that they're just robotic, as Andy said. They'll they'll only play the one way. They they're not going to mix it up. They're not going to go long ball. They're not going to try and pick it out over the top. It's going to be the same play all the time. So I think we've got the the qualities and the weapons in our squad to cause them enough problems. Okay, so Andy, to wrap her up, give me your predictions. I think we're going to win by one goal. I think it's going to just be like just one of those where we feel absolutely amazing on Sunday night. It's, it's just going to be a feeling that no drug or anything could ever imagine. It's just going to feel absolutely phenomenal. Um. Yeah, two one, two on Liverpool. We'll score around seventy five. We'll hold out. We'll have the momentum, and uh, and yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're going to win this. Quad then, yeah. <laughs> what one of the big ones will do me? One yeah, of the big uh, ones. Uh, let's, let's, keep, let's keep dreaming while we can. And Jay, for you, three uh, one. I fancy three one myself. I just uh, think we we'll get an early goal. Pfft, might become tight. I think we'll get a two-goal lead, and then they'll nick one back. And in, in the in the game that they were, they're going to chase it because they have to. Um, if with we the win this, if we win this, they'll break. It'll break them. It'll oh yeah, yeah. Break them as a football club. Champions League as well. 
<laughs> the whole fucking yeah. log will come cr- crashing down. Yeah, it, it'll it'll crumble all around. I'm, I'm off work next week, and thank God, because we've got three huge games. Um, and, you know, I don't think I could take working under the stress and strain of watching Liverpool and three massive games next week. So, uh, thank God we're off. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it'll go that way. I think we'll get an early goal and maybe blitz into a 2-0 lead and they'll they'll get one back and then in the, their desperation that's when you see Luis Diaz. Mm, that'd be interesting. Well, I just hope we're turning up at half time so as we can find something to whinge about in the group, like <laughs> in our entitlement. <laughs> oh, the, the phone will be out of the pub window, I think, at that point. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, I hope that we're all correct. I don't care who's correct in this the, the, this scoreline, as long as we win. Uh, and we all fancy it, and why shouldn't we? Listen, we've had a good night. Um, onwards and upwards quad still on did we mention the quad still on there you go um, it'll be interesting to see if it's still on after the next podcast <laughs> so until then thank you to the listener thank you to the guys and up for Reds. <laughs> <laughs>